the... Uh, the forecast tab, open another tab, it's 86 degrees. Oh, Jesus. Gonna be 94 on Wednesday. Oh, fuck. Let me, let me pull up the weather here. What do we got? Um, Is it still cold and rainy? It's again? so nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, let me, let me see here. Uh, yeah, right now it is 16 degrees. Let me, let me pull this up in Fahrenheit so that we can, we can compare. 61. Ah, not too bad. That sounds like British weather. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's going to stay about like this all week. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's not rainy, but it's partially cloudy. So it's not, not rainy. I'll change it back to Fahrenheit or to Celsius because that is going to confuse me. Once I got used to Celsius, it was really difficult to go back because I'm like, oh god, all these numbers sound so high. <laughs> I, feel I once like... heard oh, go ahead. Uh, Celsius described as you know asking water what temperature it is. Yeah, I mean that's basically it, right? Because you've got you've got zero is is freezing and a hundred is is mm-hmm. boiling. Uh, but... but Fahrenheit is like a percentage of how hot it is for a human. So like 0% hot, 0 degrees is pretty damn cold. 100 degrees is 100% hot, so that's pretty damn hot. And so 75% hot is like, that's not that's not too bad. That's fair. Okay, I, I can get behind that. See, I I started thinking of it as like, it's it feels very like British versus American way ways of like approaching the weather. Maybe we'll say European versus American, because like American, you want everything to be like, this is the most temperature. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> this number is the highest number there is. It's huge. Uh, and, and with like European, you're like, it is 10 degrees. That is the weather. We are moving on. <laughs> like, just get a basic number out there that is the least important part. It's barely worth acknowledging. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that as a, as a percentage of how hot it is for a person yeah but because water uh, fahrenheit i'm gonna embarrass myself here water boils at 212 degrees fahrenheit this is the boiling thing point. this is the thing Celsius, oh i just t- started easy, typing boiling point of water 212 212 like yes. it, it, google gives that to you in the like drop down search results as you're typing the autofill <laughs> i love those that are so frequently googled they're just like yeah fuck it don't even bother just let's just keep <laughs> we're gonna on. go into the code and make a special notification just for you yeah <laughs> that one's that one's free do you still feel lucky <laughs> uh but anyway yeah no the weather here is is lovely thank you for asking i forget Good. if you asked i think i might have just offered that information <laughs> Because if it's not lovely, then it's just an excuse for Brits to moan. Well, if it is, if it's too lovely, Brits will moan. If it's not lovely <laughs> enough, Brits will moan. Really, it's a like, national pastime. Yeah, really, we live for that moment between rainy and cold and like warm and sunny. There, you know that like brief in between, like basically what it is now, where it's sixteen degrees and partially cloudy, and we all kind of yeah. look outside and go, "It's nice out." It's all right. And then we just stay indoors. (laughs) (laughs) Is your best friend 19 feet long? Do you plan time off based on weather patterns? Have you ever put on a chartreuse skirt? Would you really, really, really rather be fishing? 
It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5, Freeze Play, Part 1. Get it? Freeze play? Like, free play? I think that's what they were going for. I was picturing like a pause, like you're, like you're freezing play. That also makes sense, but they do, in fact, play during the episode. That's true. So and it doesn't... Can we just agree that this show is bad at naming episodes? They're, they're good at naming episodes, bad at translating and localizing the episodes. Yes. Well, let me, let me give... Specifically the, the titles. So here's, here's the original title, directly translated to English. Duel on Ice... Anzu targeted. Anzu is, of course, the Japanese name for Teya. Is it Anzu? I forget now. I don't remember. It, it translates to Peach, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, and uh, that's Princess Peach. That, right, exactly. That is a much better title for this episode because it is literally a duel on ice. So long, gay Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I tell you I watched a... Uh, a a tool assisted speed run of Mario 64 recently. No. So, how fast did they go? Uh, I, it was like around 10 minutes. I'm going to, I'm, let me find the exact time. Oof. It was part of GDQ. Um, Super Mario 64, which is being, uh, re-released. We just got that announcement say, this week. It was last week, wasn't it? Uh, well, the game comes out in a, in a couple of weeks, it comes out the 18th. There's a limited time to buy, which is really weird. You can't buy it after what? March 31st. Oh, you're talking about the new uh, three-pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway, it's strange that you can only buy it for a limited time before they put it back in the vault. I have mixed feelings about that. That's, a, you, that's a weird concept. But you know I'm pre-ordering that three-pack. It's got oh God, Mario yeah. 64. It's got Sunshine. It's got, Sunshine. it's got Galaxy. It doesn't have Galaxy 2, which is a point of contention amongst fans, but I'm all right with that. Uh, yeah, so Super Mario 64 Shindo run by Taskbot in 7 minutes and 36 seconds. And it is a uh, essentially a programmed speed run of like what is the not just like fastest humanly possible time, what is the fastest time that the game can allow like in the code. Like uh, frame by frame. Yeah, it is bonkers to watch like there there is some stuff that they do with wall jumping that's really interesting because if you wall jump in like a frame perfect way you hit the button in the exact right time in the exact right place uh you don't lose speed when you wall jump so there's just these (laughs) there's these like whole like 30 second long periods where it's just mario wall jumping back and forth between two walls and like gaining speed and suddenly (laughs) clipping through like three different walls um why did i bring this up we were talking about oh, so long, Gabe Bowser. Frames. Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's so funny watching a bot do that part instantly, <laughs> where it's like, oh, here's the final boss. Oh, there was the final boss. So long. Well, there he goes. <laughs> so long, Gabe Bowser. Um. Anyway, this episode, freeze play part one. Uh, should I just get into the into the summary? Let's start it up. Yeah. All right. So the summary of this episode is Taya is led by a penguin to Crump in the form of Nightmare Penguin, who challenges her to a duel. She learns immediately that dueling in the virtual realm differs starkly from her previous duels and starts to succumb to the virtual playing field. That's not much of a difference. 
Because in previous duels that she's seen, there people are in horrible danger all the time. Yeah, that's a really good that's point. It's kind of a nice, relaxing break for her. Oh, it's just when I lose health points, I start to freeze a little bit. Oh, at least my internal, my eternal soul is not at risk here. Yeah. Oh, there's just physical discomfort and not <laughs> an eternity of mental anguish? This is nice. Hey, at least it beats being trapped forever tormented in the shadow realm. See, I would love that season of Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Like, let's get a um, a one-punch man scenario here where Yugi and the gang are so jaded after what they've seen in the first two episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh that nothing surprises them anymore. They are impervious to any sort of bullshit. More haha, duelist, you've fallen into my trap. Hey, hey, Crump, I have literally been to hell. I am going to send you there after this. There is nothing you can do to me. And then all, all we need is just every now and then we need just grandpa to open a door. Are you winning, Yugi? <laughs> Are you winning, Yugi? And then we Are cut you back your to, card games. And then we cut back to literal hell. I'm so proud of you, my grandson. <laughs> I miss grandpa. Yeah, we haven't seen that guy in a while. I mean, I was just thinking this morning, I miss grandpa and I miss uh, Pegasus. Yes, God, None of the I miss Pegasus. Big Five have anywhere near the same charisma as Pegasus. No, they don't. And like, I, I need to, I need to confess something. I still can't picture any of the Big Five's faces. When I think of the Big Five, I think of the sporting goods store. <laughs> and I forget is a is, store. Is Big Five a national chain or is that just a California thing? I'm pretty sure it's national. For anyone who doesn't know, because I know we had like I think Dick's Sporting Goods was the equivalent in uh, in Oregon. Uh, Big Five is like where you would go to buy your first basketball in middle school, right? Like, yeah, it was fine. Maybe your dad would buy a golf club from there, but it wasn't like a. At least for me, anyway, my experience, it wasn't like an interesting store. It was just like, oh, I need this like one piece of sporting equipment that I will use twice and then throw away. Yeah, it's not like a good or interesting like outdoor gear store. It's just kind of one of those places where you go there and there's like a lot of basketballs. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the harbor freight of sporting goods. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing terribly like captivating about it. No, uh, so that's what I think of every time I I remember that we're talking about the big five as villains. Is I picture the sporting goods store sort of plotting maniacally in the background. <laughs> no, if any sporting goods sh- a store would appear in Yu Gi Oh, it is the the the, uh, the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. Bass Pro Are you familiar Shop with the Bass Pro Shop no, Pyramid? I've never heard of this. In Tennessee, what? Holy shit! When okay. you see a picture of this goddamn thing, it is exactly what I just described. I thought. See, I thought you were gonna say like Cabela's, and there's gonna be like a camo duelist. Hold, what the fuck? <laughs> what it? This is a so Bass Pro Shop pyramid. is a sporting goods show store uh, that purchased. The Memphis Pyramid, initially known... I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Okay, I was going to say, you know a lot about this story. (laughs) Locally referred to as the Pyramid, the Tomb of Doom. 
it was originally a 20,000 seat arena shaped like a giant glass pyramid. Uh, but then it got fuck? sold and bought by Bass Pro Shops, the mega store for sporting goods. And now it's uh, like an Egyptian pyramid with the Bass Pro Shops logo just plastered on it. I'm looking at pictures of the interior and in the center is like, is this an elevator? Is this a stairwell? It's a big illuminated pillar in the middle that I, I'm guessing is like a support structure. Uh, but the rest of it looks like a, like a you village, know what it looks like? like a fishing village. It looks like the fake bayou in Disneyland. It does. Yes, it looks like you're getting ready to board the Jungle Cruise. But it's all just stalls of like rednecks there's a lake camo supplies there's a lake with fish in it you can go fishing of course it's the bass pro shops pyramid i mean i guess if you're gonna go fishing indoors anywhere in the world it might as well be at the bass pro shop but wow this is i think the closest that that uh, honest to God, like like uh, uh, flesh and blood humans have gotten to replicating the vibes that we get from Yu-Gi-Oh. Like this is some Kaiba Land shit. The the juxtaposition of this like gleaming pyramid, and then it's just like, uh, like redneck camo like hunting gear inside is just ridiculous to me. Come on down to my pyramid of fish. <laughs> Uh, there's a restaurant at the top called the of Where Did This Go? Of course there is. Oh god, what is this thing? It's not Bubba Gump. Is it a, is it a Memphis Pro Bass? Or, I can't even remember the name. I've, I've literally, this is how boring this store is to me. I have moved away from the tab. I haven't even closed it, and I cannot remember the name of the store. Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. Thank you. <laughs> No, the restaurant at the top is a sky-high catfish cabin. Okay, that actually sounds pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not into fishing at all. My grandpa was a big fisher, uh fish a uh, fisher fisherman, uh fisher person and like, angler. It, thank you. Yes. It's it's never been interesting to me as a sport, but I love a good catfish. Well, there you go. You have to get back to the U.S. You can go to the Sky High Catfish Cabin. Gotta go to Memphis. All right. This whole thing, you know what this looks like? Hmm. If the Duck Dynasty guys formed a cult. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Like... Come on down to my pyramid and touch this orb. <laughs> I think... Gain the powers <laughs> of the great beyond. Uh, I I need to figure out how closely related I am to those guys. See if I can get in on some of that, some of those good good duck calls. Um, the the thing that would make this a full on cult for me is if there was also like lodging available in the pyramid. Like, is there a hotel or is there like uh like bungalows for staff? Like, does the person who owns the pyramid also live at the top of the pyramid? Or, 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 <laughs> does the previous owner of the pyramid currently reside under the pyramid? <laughs> I'm, listen, I would not be surprised if there was some kind of lodging available in there. Uh, what it does have 
is an archery range, a, a shooting range, and a laser arcade. As well as Uncle Buck's Fishbowl and Grill. Okay. With a bowling alley? This is the kind of thing where it's pointless to ask what's the square footage of this building because it is infinite. <laughs> this is like Mall of America type shit. It bends space and time and folds in on itself. It does. I went to the Mall of America uh, last year and I'd never been before. And it is like, it, it, it is it is its own city is the thing. Like you find yourself thinking, oh, I wonder if they have fill in the blank like uh, amenity and they have three. You have to pick. It does have a hotel, Tyler. Oh my god! You can stay at the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. Okay, is it like how many stars are we talking? Uh, let's look at this up. I'm invested now. Welcome to you activated my podcast, Shops. the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid Podcast. <laughs> Big Cypress Lodge, outdoor themed luxury hotel. Um, it has quite a few different options for what rooms you oh can Oh my book. goodness, yes it does. The deluxe rooms are huge and all appear to have mounted deer heads. <laughs> this is... A th- it's so ridiculous seeing these like soft, like soft lighting, beautiful, like relaxing spa photos, but you're still in the fucking Bass Pro Shops pyramid. That's the thing. That's the thing. This is why, I, like, I feel like this is the most Yu-Gi-Oh thing that we've really seen in in real life recently, because this is totally something that Kaiba would do or that Pegasus would do, right? Oh, we got yes. a pyramid. All right. Well, let's put dueling arenas. Let's put a uh, roller coaster. Let's put a VR uh, exploration center. Let's put a hotel. Let's have just the normal looking burger joint inside this pyramid. There, but for the grace of raw go I. <laughs> um, this is, I, you know, the, this is really really leaning towards a very specific audience that I am not part of. I don't want to make like fun of it other than just to say like, this is not a thing that I would be into. The only just thing the concept of the Bass Pro Shops pyramid. It's so, it's so niche. And I'm sure for the people that it is niche for, this is like Mecca, right? Like this is an amazing destination and I'm mm-hmm. so glad that it exists in the world. The only part that I keep coming back to is the restaurant at the top. Uh, Jimmy, here's a here's a fact that I don't know if you knew about the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. Probably not. What is it? There is a restaurant that is different from the one that you listed. It's oh. attached to the hotel, and it's called the Lookout at the Pyramid. At the top of the pyramid, the windows are uh, transparent. For most of the pyramid, I guess we should clarify, it is opaque. The very top appears to be transparent, and there is a restaurant there. And you get to it by taking a ride up what the website claims is the country's tallest freestanding elevator. That's what that central (laughs) pillar is. That illuminated column running up the middle of the pyramid is the the country's... Wow, country's tallest freestanding elevator. And then you can look out over Memphis and uh, have a drink. And the inside also has a central aquarium that you can sit around. The bar is an aquarium. 
That is actually a really cool concept. This part, I'm super into. <laughs> Can you eat the fish there in the aquarium? Oh, God, I hope so. I tell you, some of the best fish I have ever had has been fish that I've looked in the eyes. That's a, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> that's a strange sentence. No, I was in... Um, uh, no, I, I get a, it. I work a, on a fishing show. Yeah, like okay. Wild-caught so you know. salmon. Uh, I probably I, way healthier than anything you can get at the store. Exactly. That's the thing. And there's just something about knowing where your food comes from that makes it taste better. Um, I do see also now Uncle Buck's fish bowl and grill, and that also looks pretty good. It also has, this must be the same aquarium, right? Is this, because it also has like a central pillar aquarium thing happening where it's a, it's a circular aquarium in the middle of the room, but it, nothing else looks the same. Does this aquarium go up several floors? Is the aquarium the elevator? Because I think that's... <laughs> that would be amazing, that would but be I'm a... just trying to figure out Impractical. the physics. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the physics of having just like 20 stories of freestanding water. Yeah. I don't think you yeah. can do that. Well, I mean, you know, I grew up near the Monterey Bay Aquarium. They've got the uh, they've got the jellyfish thing there. That's that's two stories, I think. Yeah, but it's wide. It's not tall. That's true. That's true. Hmm. We clearly we need to do more research into uh, Uncle Buck's fishbowl grill. Jimmy, okay, I was I was fully prepared to be against this because, as I've said multiple times, like bass fishing is not my jam. But I think we need to find a way to stay at the Cypress Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> the big cypress lodge pardon me pardon me it's not just a regular cypress it's a big cypress my one and only gripe is that you do have to go up a giant elevator and i do not like that one bit it's a giant pyramid of course you do okay jimmy i'm so sorry one more thing and then we need to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. i just saw so on the the main page for big cypress lodge which is big hyphen cypress.com uh, there's a brief clip showing the bowling alley that you mentioned. No, the, uh-huh. the ball returns are alligator heads. Oh, hell yeah. The balls come out of the alligator's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah. can get vacation packages to stay at the Bass Pro Shops pyramid. Here, honey, for our anniversary, why don't we go stay for a week at the Bass Pro Shops pyramid? Uh, you know, you know, uh, I, hmm. We this need to ask Lauren if yeah. she wants to go to the past pro shops pyramid. God. Uh, okay. Hello. Let me look at. Can we get to the Bass pro shops pyramid honeymoon suite, please? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there have been multiple weddings at the Bass pro shops. Pyramid. Oh, absolutely. There have been, um, I'm okay. Let me let me try and find. I want to book. Uh, let's say first week end of December. Um, let's let's. Oh just, yeah, that's what I want to do. Go to the Bass here. Pro Shops Pyramid during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, they are closed right now. I, I should add, they're being responsible. Okay, this is actually oh, good, much good for the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. This is much more affordable than I was expecting. Uh, the exterior facing King suite. So you get it. You get an, a view of Memphis, uh, is 
$346.35 per day. That's actually not <laughs> that bad. <laughs> not too bad for the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. Uh, there's also a something called a duck cabin, uh, which is $416.35 per day. There's also a kingfly oh. fishing room. Oh, no, Tyler. Is, huh? I found the weddings tab. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, so the Kingfly Fishing Room is $686.35 a day. Wow, they're really into this 35 cents here. I, I wonder if that's a um, a tax thing. All right, what's the wedding tab? I'm scared. Weddings at Big Cypress. God, this is the most, like, fake redneck thing I've ever seen. That's Getting a thing, this, honestly. Like, inside like... lodge with, like... These fake trees in the background with like fake moss hanging yeah, off them. That's that's a whole aesthetic. Like you know, definitely, like we all have that one family member who is like actually a redneck. Like I feel like I feel like basically everyone in America has that one family member who's oh, actually yeah, a redneck. Sure. Like a, like a second cousin even or like a weird uncle. And yeah. then there are just the people who like put on that affectation. You're like, ooh, this is something. Something here is missing. <laughs> what am okay. I missing? They put on a bunch of camo, but and have like a lifted truck, but they live in the suburbs and only like go to the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, if that's your aesthetic, go is... to, go to bigs-cypress.com/weddings. Yeah, this is this is a thing for you. Uh, oh, you can also host your meetings there. <laughs> uh, hey, know... boss! I, I found a perfect venue for our next sales pitch. How about the Big Cypress Lodge at the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid? <laughs> you know, though, honestly, like, I'm looking at these photos, and there are worse places to get married. Like, you're getting married yeah. in a giant pyramid. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, and then you walk around on top, and you take pictures out overlooking Memphis. Their fence, their their. their security fence has I saw that. bass on it holding the wires I up just scrolled that you down. That's actually, that that's actually that's actually pretty good god we have to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh now we need to the bass pro shops pyramid on. despite how much i am in love with the best pro shops pyramid i need you to i need you to take this information to work now and i need you to ask your coworkers about the bass pro shop pyramid to just to glean how much do they know and has anyone that you work with been there were we not in a pandemic i'm pretty sure that we could probably get an expense paid trip to go and film some segments at the bass pro shops pyramid I bet one of the, my coworkers has I, been there. You know, before. I think if you start planting that seed, we're not going to be in a pandemic forever. Knock on wood. Uh, you know, let's let's start. Uh, let's start uh, laying that groundwork. God, the suites you can get in the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid have in interior lofts. Yeah, they're fucking huge. <laughs> you, they need to be double stories because they're in a pyramid. Because, yep, because mm-hmm. there's only so much, uh, you know, if you get closer to the top, there's only so much uh, uh, width. I'm a, I'm, right. I'm a big fan. I ragged on it at first. It's not for me. I'm not the target audience, but I'm a big fan of Big Cypress Lodge. All right. Good. Should we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. It's time to discuss the episode, as we said Almost 30 minutes ago, this is Freeze Play Episode 1. This is uh, Episode 5 of Season 3. 
Uh, Duel on Ice, Anzu Targeted is the original title. I I want to start with the intro here because I've, I've gone back to... I, I used to be the person who would skip the intro because we've seen the intro so many times, especially when we were doing season two. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Yes, all the cards, they're here. Woohoo. Uh, but I've gone back to watching the intro every episode, and it has made me miss the four by three format for television so much. I get why we moved away from four by three into 16 sure, by nine sure. because if you, the human eye is meant to like look left and right. But yeah. it was uh, it was good for cartoons. It was great for cartoons, and it was great for for television. I think it it really it gave us a a standard that was comfortable, and it made people feel like they didn't necessarily need to be um, uh, what's the word like making a spectacle. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like now, now that we're in sixteen by nine and we've got everything's HD or four K or HDR, like everybody's trying to make everything into a major motion picture. And I'm like, it's daytime television. I don't need much. You know you know where I'm at. Like Yeah. I'm sitting on the couch eating bonbons. So I just I miss it. I miss I miss the the uh uh the friendliness of it, the approachability of it. This is when television yeah. made sense to me. I do. I should uh, just take notes on my laptop and watch this show on my uh, CRT TV downstairs. Yeah. For that. Watch it in the way it was intended to be watched. Absolutely. Uh, this this episode uh, starts weirdly. It starts with Taya still in that like ravine where the rope bridge broke last episode and she climbs out of it. Meanwhile, Yugi has just ill-advisedly stepped through a door that appeared from nowhere and is in a like Tron like infinite hallway. Yeah. It's just like a black void with white markings, I guess showing where the, the polygons of the room are. Yeah, you you've just opened a new project in Unity, <laughs> and you are you are setting up the wireframes. Uh, and meanwhile, Noah watches all of this from his control his, room, his sit and spin, his spinny chair. <laughs> it's, I noticed that despite having photorealistic hologram technology, like mm-hmm. everywhere else, mm-hmm. his station, all his like monitor screens are like staticky VHS quality. I mean that's an aesthetic, you know. Like I, I feel like I feel like he could be a vaporwave kid. Yeah, he he is all about that aesthetic. He's got those uh, those uh, Fiji water bottles kicking around, <laughs> you know. Statue He's, of David in the background. Some some uh, some wub wub. He he listens to all his music on distorted uh, cassette tapes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he records synthwave to cassette tape because that's the way it was meant to be listened to. There's a shot here because we we get sort of the same shot of Noah every time where it spins around the uh, the sit and spin as you put it. Uh, but there's a shot here where they sort of close up on him like from the front, and they try to do foreshortening on his hands, but it kind of fails, and it just looks like his hands get really big. He looks like his hands are like. Half the size of his body. Yeah. In this <laughs> shot. I get what they're going for, but they just, they eh, barely missed the mark. Uh, it would look it, different if his like sleeves didn't look like they were just coming out and then 
like morphing into his hands there. Yeah, it looks like that. That's the thing that sells it. I think is it looks like his sleeves just end at his giant hands and not like <laughs> bend at the elbow. Uh, he gets a call from Crump. You know, Crump. <laughs> Our good friend Crump. Our good friend. Who could forget Crump? Uh, um, Crump calls Noah and explicitly asks, "Please, sir, I'd like to duel." I would like to duel another of our victims. Uh, and Noah tells him to duel Taya because reasons. Because she hasn't dueled it like at all before. I guess uh, now that I think about it, I guess because she's the only other character who's alone, maybe. No, oh, probably. Uh, but it's. Okay, we've talked about this before, but the, the the reason I'm hesitating is like I need to address this is weird, right? This it's whole so plot weird. where an old man is going to fight a woman for literal control of her body. And then like, like become her. Yeah, ex- that's the thing. It's not even like like we have right now where it's old white men trying to control women's bodies by saying like you can't get abortions. Like, no, this is quite literal this is this is ted cruz trying to hop into a woman's body and not in like and not even in like a like uh oh this is a wachowskian sort of like trans empowerment storyline no this is a weird storyline this is this guy is like this guy wants to evict taya's brain and jump in there yeah let me (laughs) let me get into it he gets into it later but he like has these stacks of notes, like everything, like all the stats of her life and like all the numbers that oh, she's ever yes. like, everything she's ever done. So he can like pretend to be her more effectively when he gets mm-hmm. out, which is its own brand of icky and squicky. Yeah. It's different from Gansley and Yugi. Cause Gansley says like, I'm going to take over your body, but I'm going to be, I'm just going to be me in your body. Like, yeah, it's still going to be me in there. Crump is like, no, no, I'm going all in. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is my mom now. <laughs> right. Um, but we'll, we'll, I'm going to date Yuki now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to how weird this is in a minute. But I just wanted to like front load this with this is bad. And I don't like this part of the storyline. This, um, this is some creepy shit, bro. If it was like. Again, like a, sort of a this feels very like the Matrix, right? Where it's it's okay. I'm in a digital world now. I can explore like various forms. It turns out like I have been a woman this whole time, and I and I didn't even realize it until I was in this virtual world. That would be a different thing, right? That no, would be a he much turns himself story. into a penguin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's the thing: Taya gets to the top of this ravine. Passes out from exertion and she has a dream and in the dream they're back at school and she's telling Yugi, hey Yugi, I just had this weird dream that we were kidnapped and put into a virtual world and these five businessmen wanted to duel us for control of our bodies and Yugi goes, no, no, this is the dream. (laughs) This is the dream, Teo. That's actually happening. (laughs) Which like, have you ever had a dream like that? 
No, I can't say I have. I think every time I realize I'm in a dream, I wake up just seconds later, no matter how, how hard I try to stay in the dream. I, I've had dreams where I, part of the dream is I wake up from having a dream. I don't think I've ever had that happen to me before. Like Inception-style shit. I have been incepted. Nope. <laughs> that felt weird to say. No, I've never um, been able to lucid dream. And I'm kind of disappointed because it sounds fun. I've heard I've heard that people can like learn to do it. I've never done it intentionally. Yeah, but... every time they're in a dream, especially a lot of people have like falling dreams. But mm-hmm. every time I have a falling dream, I'll get like, I'm always at like, be be like i'm on a swing and i'm being shot out into a big arc and like at the top of the arc as i'm starting to fall i'm like wait a minute there's no scenario in which i would be like hundreds of feet above the ground in an arc i must be dreaming and then i wake up that happened to me a lot as a kid i as a kid had a recurring nightmare that i drove a car off a cliff and it was like like a thelma and louise style like a big jump right and it was Uh a recurring dream and it always ended the same way with me being like i can't drive and then i would wake up (laughs) Uh, and now I can drive, and now it's just a full-on nightmare. No, I actually Wonderful. I don't have that dream anymore. Um, anyway, so Taya gets to the top of the cliff. She has the dream. Um, the the in the dream, Yugi tells Taya that she'll need Dark Magician Girl, and he gives her he hands her that card. And then she's like, "Oh, you know, Dark Magician Girl from the Broadway show." <laughs> okay, pause. Did you stop and ask yourself, have we heard of a Broadway show for Dark Magician Girl? <laughs> like I did. I I, like, I I'm I not surprised. Thought, yeah. I thought that like we had missed some context clues in the past. Oh yeah, Dark Magician Girl, the 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 show, sure, that makes sense. I mean, we have a Spider-Man musical. That's true. That's true. Dark uh, Magician no. Girl on Ice. <laughs> Uh, it's fake in the the canon of the show as well. It's just a dream, unfortunately. Yeah, Yugi has a good line about it too. He's like, uh, he says like, yeah, sure, on Broadway, it's your dream. <laughs> we can go with that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Even Yugi in the dream thinks it's ridiculous. And then we get like an ad for it. <laughs> we do. We get like a freaking uh, like TV commercial for here dark she magician is girl. look at her it's dark magician girl and she's like flying around and then it it like fades to they're at the play it's very dream logic yeah like where you just kind of TV appear ad. there's no like going from one place to another you just kind of appear there with no in between right and so they're in the audience dark magician girl says i need someone to help me what like to also be dark magician girl i need a volunteer from the audience and she picks taya because it's taya's dream and taya magically receives and is now wearing the dark magician girl costume and they fly over the audience to the stage so that taya can be part of the broadway performance of dark magician girl (laughs) i want to point out in the dream audience mm-hmm. yugi and the pharaoh are sitting next to each other in different yeah. seats yeah because Taya has a crush on both of them oh yeah Taya's... except they're not one of them is not a spirit it's just like little yugi in his body and then 
big Yugi in his body. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, Taya... The first Taya, time we've seen him like that. Taya fully, fully, uh, uh, I, th- I think, is looking for sort of a thruple scenario. <laughs> the duality of man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, Jimmy, I looked it up because this whole scene felt like uh, like an extended fan service sequence. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about Dark Magician Girl as kind of just like the fan service monster. Yeah. Uh, this scene has, in fact, been censored in several ways. I knew it. Uh, so, give me the deets. According to the wiki, two two things had to happen. First, Dark Magician Girl was quote given more clothing to wear in the dub. And certain shots of her and Taya had to be cut entirely. Uh, Such specifically, as? specifically them flying over the crowd. So <laughs> could we I look up her skirt or something? Oh that's, god, that's definitely it. That's definitely it, is the thing. I wasn't able to find this exact scene in the in the Japanese. I, I honestly didn't give it that much Googling. But in the wiki, I did a bit of clicking around, and there is definitely like okay, we've had to make the skirt a bit longer. We've had to put like a new gem on the chest to cover up cleavage, like that sort of thing. So it's not like, like we don't get anything like explicit, explicit, but it is just teetering outside the edge of like what is safe uh, for kids. Pardon the Mm -hmm. pun. Safe for for kids. (laughs) Safe for four kids. Uh, So yeah. So we get some fan service is basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, Taya wakes up and the penguin is there. <laughs> yep. And Which, the penguin's like, quack, quack, quack. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll follow you. I, I was amazed at this. <laughs> because Taya is now playing the part of the best D&D group ever and picks up the context clues that, yes, I'm trying to lead you somewhere. <laughs> What's that, Lassie? Little Timmy's falling down the well. I'll find you. Yes. Uh, but if it were me personally, I would think that this was still the dream. I mean, it makes sense. For it to be real or for it to be the dream? For it to be a dream. Yeah. I, you know, if I woke up and there was a penguin just quacking Especially at me. Especially the I'd next like... part where, where she follows a penguin across land and sea to a penguin raft. Yeah, covered, get... a raft covered in penguins flying the penguin flag. <laughs> yeah, we get like a um, like a buddy the elf sort of uh, sort of journey. A it's montage. A, yeah, we get we get like a little travel montage. Um, so she gets on the raft flying the <laughs> penguin flag, and it takes her to an Arctic island full of penguins. And she goes, oh, what's this all about? Why are you taking me to Penguin Island? I, I'm, I'm trying to get to my friends. What's this? And I'm like, lady, you got on a penguin raft. They're, they're penguins. What were you they're expecting? They're taking you to Penguin Land. Like, they were go- you expecting a Wendy's? Like, what? Like- yeah, it's just this all penguin, like, Arctic island where it's it's not really like antarctica because it's like right there next to like the edge of the riverbank like regular like forested tree lines are just like on the other side of this body of water and then there's just like an ice temple in the middle it's very video game logic right like oh you've crested the hill into the ice world (laughs) you take one step and suddenly the desert turns into ice 
It's very cold. Link better put on some warm clothing or you'll start to take damage. <laughs> Taya's better put on some warm warm clothing because she's sure to take damage. Yeah, Taya is constantly dressed like she's ready for the beach is the thing. I don't yeah. like, okay, sure. Or you're at wearing least the, not, even, wearing not the necessarily socks. the beach, but like a nice day in Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. It's a style. I understand. But like put on a jacket. Maybe. <laughs> Do you know how many freaking adventures you've had where you've been exposed to, like, fire and ice, howling winds, uh, the top of a blimp? Again, maybe it's going back to what we were saying before about psychological horrors. Maybe she's just experienced the elements so many times that she's <laughs> impervious. <laughs> <laughs> she's from the Midwest, and so she gets covered in ice and she thinks, oh, this is nice. That's, this there is it fine. is. There it is. Yeah. My mom lives in Minnesota now. She's getting ready for her first winter in Minnesota. And I'm oh, just like, moved. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's where her, her husband grew up there. So he's like prepped, but she is not. She is very much a Californian. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the text of like, oh, oh, this, this, this is a Minnesotan winter. <laughs> I just didn't picture your poor mom like, outside wearing like fold like one of those arctic like down jackets that goes down to your knees Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then everyone else is just like walking around in jeans and a t-shirt you you laugh but lauren actually owns one of those (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so this is it could be it could be very much a taya's miss what midwestern actually sort of scenario um crump appears no what happens first she arrives at penguin temple Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> she, she, wait. What shape is the the temple? Is she? Does she arrive at the Bass Pro Shops pyramid? Oh my God, Jimmy, she does. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Is so it... Taya arrives at the the Penguin Pro Shops pyramid. I remember it being. I remember it feeling fairly like Greco Roman. It, it had some columns. Yeah. But was there a pyramid? It must have been a pyramid. It's got some pointy bits to it. It's yeah. definitely temple-shaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she shows up at Penguin Temple. <laughs> and she walks in, and there's just hundreds of penguins just standing around. She continues She's to like, be shocked by the presence of penguins. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is this? Um, but then she is addressed and threatened by someone with a deep, gravelly voice. It's and she crumb. goes, oh, finally, somebody who speaks English. And he's like, mm, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy about my presence. <laughs> And yeah, it's Crump who knows everything about her. Like he lists her name and then her measurements, which is weird. Her shoe size, how many slices of pizza she's eaten in her life, 216. Wait, was that a, is that real? Yeah, that was the number he dropped is how many slices of pizza Taya has eaten. How many slices of pizza do you think you've eaten in your life? God, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe like every time I eat pizza, at least like three. Okay. So average that out versus how often I eat pizza. Not terribly often. See, I eat pizza fairly often. I would say a couple times a month, especially now. Mm. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a big pizza fan. Uh, big, big pizza uh, boy. Big pizza boy. And I could, I could eat, like if we're talking Domino's, which is our, our local place here, 
I could eat a full large pizza on my lonesome. Oh man, even in the UK, you can't escape from Domino's. No, no, it's everywhere. Um, I I would venture a guess that if I've eaten, let's let's average it out over my whole life. If I eat pizza once a month for my whole adult life, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do some quick math here. <laughs> so that would be eating pizza. Uh, what 120 times over the last 10 years each time I eat pizza I could eat probably around six slices so that's what that is that 720 am I doing the math right yeah so 720 slices of pizza just in the last decade alone and that's being like on the low side well, Taya's only a teenager, so she has some time to catch up with you. That's true. That's true. <laughs> At this rate, she'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but anyway, he's being creepy, and it's revealed that he's being creepy because uh, he's an accountant? Yep. You know those accountants. <laughs> they're they're all into numbers. Uh, but he's up in penguin form now, and he has a little top hat and suit. Uh, and he says that given the numbers, there's a hundred percent chance of us dueling. <laughs> That's a really good line, actually. <laughs> I like it. I like his look too. It's 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 like if the penguin, the Batman villain, was, was a penguin. Actual. Yeah. He's Not like, only am I dressed like a penguin, I am a penguin. <laughs> it's like a penguin wearing a second penguin. <laughs> Penguinception. God. Yep. Yep. Uh, Taya... Well, I wanted more focus on Taya being able to duel, so I guess this is the episode I deserve. You get your fucking wish, bud. I hope I you're happy. My, my monkey's paw curled. <laughs> it's, pengu- it's penguins versus Taya. <laughs> uh, Taya tries to run. She she runs out of the penguin temple and into this like forest that's nearby. I guess mm-hmm. she she enters the forest level. The penguin uh, forest. And the penguin forest. <laughs> also turns into an iceberg as she's running and so she like stumbles into an iceberg like half sunken dueling field and crump appears and says ice try (laughs) yeah so not here's crump's deal not only does he get to make ice jokes he makes numbers jokes and he switches between them constantly he is the worst version of mr freeze (laughs) he is though um and apparently he says that Taya has dueled five times total, giving her a 1% chance of winning. So he likes those odds. I mean, yeah, those are good odds. There's still a chance. Do you want to talk about what Crump sounds like? I wanted to ask you, actually, because Crump's voice sounds super familiar to me, but I can't place it. I can. Who does he sound like? Crump sounds like Strong Bad doing the voice of a character he made up. Oh my god, yeah, that's it, that's the thing. He sounds like a side character in Teen Girl Squad, oh. where it's just Strong Bad doing the narration and the voices. Yeah, yeah, it re- uh, it really is. It's very <laughs> like, um... According oh, to my oh. notes, <laughs> there's a 100% chance that we're going to duel. <laughs> exactly, it's exactly like that. You nailed yeah. it. Oh boy! Scroll into this email. God, I miss Strong Bad. Um, 
uh he he yeah uh, yeah he traps her in a duel ice try (laughs) (laughs) and um uh uh, she has to pick cards that's where i was going with that uh just like we saw with yugi in his duel with gansley they have to pick cards from a list that's scrolling by um she's like wow i've never seen most of these cards before um luckily there is one familiar face like millions of preteen boys across America, she chose Dark Magician Girl as her deck master. I resent that. <laughs> um, and uh, she she picks a bunch of other cards as well. And she says, it's time to duel, Shorty. <laughs> because again, he is a penguin. It's time to duel. And... Uh, Taya gets a, at the beginning of this duel, Taya actually gets a badass dueling pose. Yeah, it's pretty good. She, yeah, the, she crouches the, like, like Spider-Man. Yeah. And then like her raised arm has the dual disc like transform on it that suddenly make, digitally appears there. Yeah, I thought that was the coolest part because again, we're in like the digital world. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but the dual disc that we've seen her have in the, the intro like magically appears on her arm, which is mm-hmm. very good. So it's time to duel. Uh, and she's like, uh, so who are you? And why are, why are you a penguin? <laughs> and Crump has what I consider the best line of this, this episode. And Tyler, mm-hmm. I would like to you to read it in your Crump voice. I've got it okay, highlighted let me, here. Let me see. Let me look here. <laughs> My part. I can't. Okay. Let me, let me get into the, uh, let me get into the strong bad first. Oh, scrolling with the spemail. Now, now, strong bad doing a, a character. So good. Uh, my partners and I no longer have our own bodies. That's why I've taken the form of a giant virtual penguin and come here to live with my penguin brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, come Trump, here to li- that makes perfect sense. Come here to live with my penguin brothers and sisters. Um, As you do. As you do, as you do, bud, you know those are not real penguins. <laughs> or maybe they are. Because Taya's, like we said before, Taya's in penguins. Her... I mean, anything's possible. Taya's in her real body in the virtual yeah. world. It could be that these are real penguins in a virtual penguin enclosure. <laughs> this whole Noah's... And like whole pitch for building this thing was to make a realistic zoo. It's penguin matrix. You know, (laughs) a digital zoo would be a perfect pandemic, uh, uh, getaway. It would. The fish tastes like (laughs) real fish. Um, so they are going to duel, but we get a, Brief cutaway back to the Yugi's. Meanwhile, are playing back to the main character. They're playing my least favorite D and D sub quest, which is which of these doors aren't trapped. (laughs) Spoiler: It's all of them. It is. So they're in a they're in a room uh, with three doors, and then the hallway behind them. And And Yugi's just chucking coins through them. Yeah, he, he does that. He does the thing. He does the rogue maneuver where he's like, all right, I'm going to check for traps. I'm going to toss a coin at this door and see what happens. And it like sparks and shoots the coin back at him. And you're like, all right, not not that one. 
<laughs> just like in Star Trek Generations when they're just throwing rocks at the shield generator. Right. <laughs> just just cuz they're born have nothing else to do, they're just chucking rocks at. I mean, you know, hey, if you're trapped in virtual reality, might as well. Might as well yeah. throw a coin around. Why not? Might as well have fun with a physics engine. <laughs> right. Yeah. This this virtual world was built in havoc. <laughs> it's Gmod. Oh god. <laughs> you can just no clips through the floor and falls into the void. See, this is what I want. I want the virtual realm any percent uh, uh, out of bounds speed run. If we stand at this exact pixel and hit jump 12 times, we can clip through the ceiling. If we hold the bucket under us. <laughs> he stands on a bucket and like rises into the air and teleports directly to Noah's office. <laughs> um, for anyone listening who hasn't watched a Skyrim speed run, I, I highly recommend it. Um, okay, so we get that shot. We go back to the duel. I have fairly detailed notes on the duel. I don't really know how much we want to get into it. Um, the big notes is that Crump has a giant red sea snake, which is a pretty cool card. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to make, I'm going to make the call now and say that each of the big five has a giant snake monster. Cause we're two for two. We're two for two. This isn't a rainbow uh, snake, mind you. It's not as cool, but it's giant no. and red, so. Uh, but Crump is also both the duelist and his own deck master, which seems like it's not a winning strategy, given no. that we've already seen one of them get their butt kicked. The numbers don't support it. <laughs> Thanks, Crump. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, I love that he's holding cards with his penguin flippers. It's very yeah. cartoon logic. He it's just really has little good. nubbins, and then he's just got like the cards floating there. It's, I mean, hey, again, we're in the we're in the virtual realm. <laughs> Anything can happen. Uh, so he he plays the giant red sea snake. It gets an attack boost. Is the other important thing because his deck master ability boosts the attack power of all water type monsters on his side of the field by like a little bit. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not a like a noticeable hundred. amount. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, 200 or something? Right. Uh, he doesn't attack at first, though, because Taya has a face down card, which he says is 90% chance uh, that, that that is a trap. And yeah, of course, it's a trap. Like, yeah. It's a face down card. It's a face down yeah. card in Yu Gi Oh! Yeah, it's a trap. Um, instead, he plays a card called Cold Wave, uh, which freezes the face down card for a turn. And then he has the sea snake kill uh, ancient elf, which is Taya's monster out on the field. Here's the important part of all of this. As Taya loses life points, her feet become encased in ice. And it's revealed, here's the gimmick for this duel. <laughs> As you lose life points, you get encased in ice. Again, nothing we haven't seen before in various other methods. And it's seen like, worse versions of. Yeah. Like, last time we saw something like this happened, it was uh, Mai, like, literally losing bits of herself. Oh, I was thinking it was... bits of her mind. I was thinking uh, uh, Bakura literally losing parts of his body. Oh, yeah, losing parts of his body. (laughs) Yeah, I I would say that's a bit more... um... A bit more jarring than this, but I guess Taya didn't see that duel, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's like, ah, ice. Oh, Oh, no. no. My physical human body. No, stop, please. <laughs> uh, 
as Yugi is trying to figure out the door puzzle, we, we cut back to Yugi. He hears Taya's voice going, oh no, the ice. Ah, stop, please. I'm so cold. <laughs> I'm so cold. Uh, and it turns out that Noah is letting Yugi hear Taya's voice as a form of, of torture, basically. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. Conceivably, they're all still in that same space together. Yeah. Like, that's a really nifty trick to be able to pull of like, okay, sure, you can't see the other person because there's visual projections or whatever in the way, but not being able to hear the other person. Blocking sound. That's very different. Uh, that was actually one of my favorite experiences of um, uh, when I was at the, the Mall of America, actually, speaking of, bringing it <laughs> back around. Uh, I went to The Void. Have you done this? No. So The Void is an interactive... No, Tyler, I have not been to The Void. (laughs) (laughs) As millennials, I feel like we're all in The Void constantly. Um, But so The Void is... uh, They have a few different franchises, um, but it's a VR, like, uh, like escape room, kind of. So you put on a whole VR rig, the headset and and the chest plate... Mm-hmm. And you walk into a physical space that you like walk around and actually physically interact with. And they do some really cool things. Like they have um, those uh, like motion sensors that detect your hands. Uh-huh. So the, the one that I did was the Star Wars experience. And you're you're uh, oh, nice. You're infiltrating the the Empire as like people disguised as stormtroopers. So as I as I look out, I look at my hands and my hands are in stormtrooper gloves. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was and really you can, cool. Like, interact with the objects in the room. Yeah, so like one of the first things you do is you walk into a um uh like a shuttle and you get in the shuttle and you feel the shuttle move around. And then you you a door opens and you step out of the shuttle into this base. You go to a, a weapons locker and you pick up a physical gun uh, that you can like fire. That was actually the first thing I did was I accidentally shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this do? You point gun right safety, your... kids. It's important. <laughs> Point the um, E-Web Blaster <laughs> rifle directly at your skull. <laughs> and they did they did some other cool things. Like, they had heaters in the room. So, like, at one point, you're on a lava planet, and you can actually feel the room get warmer. It's really, really cool stuff. But one of, my favorite bits, one of my favorite bits was the entire time you could hear a group of kids in the next room over, which was a Wreck-It Ralph game. <laughs> you could hear these kids yelling about Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> The entire time you're playing a Star Wars thing. <laughs> and it was just perfect. Um, but I'm, I'm very impressed at Noah's technology that he has, he has somehow found a way around that. I'm very interested in this. And so I went to thevoid.com, but I got a 404 page. And there's a button that says, go back to the void. <laughs> <laughs> All of that is very on brand. Um, yeah, you would like it a lot, actually. This is the first time that VR has worked for me while I have my glasses on. They were able to like <laughs> adjust it to the point where it all kind of lined up. Um, so really, really impressive stuff. But anyway, <laughs> back to back to the show. Um, we here's we... my question. Hmm. Noah's tormenting Yugi. Yes. What? Why the fuck does Noah care about Yugi again, or any of these people besides Kaiba? that's a really good question i don't know (laughs) i don't i don't have an answer for you the only reason that he would care about yugi is he realizes like oh this is like the best duelist in the world i guess but but again emotionally torment him that's that's like having beef with a bus driver 
and then you like try and like hijack the bus and then you're like also fuck everyone riding this bus <laughs> that's i mean that's the plot of speed the bus driver. <laughs> that's the plot of speed is what you're saying uh I, actually I the plot of speed is isn't even it's not even a vendetta against the bus driver it's just like eh, f- f- uh, fuck the city i guess <laughs> and uh this bus in particular what if there was a bus that had to go fast <laughs> such a good movie it really holds up um yeah, the 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 torture thing continues he <laughs> Yugi has now decided, going back to my D&D analogy earlier, Yugi has decided that he is the paladin and he runs directly into the door and it like shocks him and throws him back. That one's As trapped. all D&D parties do, eventually he just gives up and <laughs> approaches all right. the, the problem throw, head on. Throw the dwarf at it or whatever. Um, uh, Big Yugi stops him because he's noticed that there are stars above each door that would also be the stars that indicate the power level of a monster. So, okay, cool. Let's start with the easy one. They pick the one-star door. Yugi summons a low-level monster. Sure enough, a one-star monster shows up. He defeats it, and then they walk through the door. <laughs> he duels the doorway. You know, I'm, I'm just glad that Yugi is finally finding enemies on the same sort of intellect level as him. Yeah. That was so mean. I'm very sorry. Finally, his his true nemesis, another 12-year-old boy. <laughs> I mean, actually. <laughs> uh, we, we cut back to the duel with Taya and Crump. Crump. Tea it's and just Crump. fun to say Crump. Tea and, tea and Crumpets. Oh, my God. It's Jimmy. <laughs> this tea is the Tea and Crumpets. The Tea and Crumpets episode. I hate that it took me this long to say that. This is the tea and crumpets episode. <laughs> I hate this. It's not good. It's not good. Taya plays a monster in defense mode, but she's getting cold as Yugi has heard. Crump uh, says that she should have dressed for the weather, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> accurate. Crump um, kind of mocks her and says, it's only a pleasant minus 16 degrees. <laughs> ah, mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> he plays uh, some face down cards. He doesn't attack. Taya plays a magic card that destroys one of his face down cards, but in turn activates the other one, which destroys the mirror force card that she played at the beginning of the duel. So now she's completely open for attack. Uh, she goes to play another card, but Dark Magician Girl stops her, like reaches out, like holds her hand and goes, no, 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 not that one. <laughs> and I guess Dark Magician Girl can communicate with her telepathically and explains that she's there as as a guide. Yeah. So is that her deckmaster ability to just talk to Taya? Uh, it's unclear, right? I don't I mean, think this so. Is... This is kind of thing that Karibo did with Yugi, except right. Karibo can't talk. <laughs> right. Therein lies the rub. Uh, but no, I think this is just like, this is a freebie. This is a free action that they get to, to sort of communicate in this way. Uh, Dark Magician Girl guides Taya to play the card Offerings to the Doomed, which is the card that is maybe the most opposite from Dark Magician Girl. <laughs> it's pretty metal. It's pretty metal. 
and it wraps up the giant sea snake in like a like a mummy wrapping. Am I remembering that right? I don't remember. And it it destroys it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taya also reveals a card called Fire Sorcerer, which is very good. It's like, what if Wednesday Adams had magic? Uh, and had like and, glowing fireballs in each hand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it uses his fireballs actually to warm Taya back up. It melts the ice around Taya. Is that a thing you can do? I, you know, I think that's just for flavor. I don't think there's actually <laughs> anything happening there. You can there. use these cards to affect the environment. Well, hell, why don't you just melt the platform Crump is standing on and send him into the sea? Right, right. You know, why Why not just uh, summon, I don't know, Exodia? I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, and, any, do anything, I think is what I'm trying to tell Taya. My here, neighbor but... Exodia. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Right on his good. back. <laughs> uh, no, why ride? Like I was saying, like you're riding the uh, the Snorlax in Let's Go Pikachu. <laughs> just just ride on his belly. Just hang on his massive abs. <laughs> There's a lot of handholds there. Uh, so okay, so she plays offerings to the damned, a uh, doomed. Pardon me. Uh, she plays fire sorcerer. Fire Sorcerer, okay, warms her back up, but then also deals damage to Crump automatically as, like, Fire Sorcerer's ability, like, special ability on summon, I guess, is dealing 800 damage. But then Fire Sorcerer actually attacks Crump, now that there's not a giant red sea snake there, and does an additional 1,000 damage. At this point, Taya asks the actually important question, which is not, like... Because before she asked, okay... Why are you a penguin? Now you she can't asks. Just ask someone why they're penguins. <laughs> <laughs> now she asks. Okay, but why are you a penguin? <laughs> yeah, like what's your fucking deal, dude? And then we get some crump backstory. <laughs> crump background. So I feel like we've heard Crump's backstory before. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the exact same backstory as the creepy doll guy from season zero. Entirely possible. Where his backstory is his parents didn't love him. Yeah, he was an only child and his parents were working all the time. So to entertain himself, he just sat on the carpet and counted like crumbs on the floor. And then right. he discovered penguins and became obsessed with penguins. <laughs> he entered the magical world of penguins. So he became an accountant using his math powers mm-hmm. to ascend to the top of Kaiba Corp so he can make his grand pitch to Kaiba. To Which make, is? <laughs> to, make, to use Kaiba Corp's money to make an entirely penguin-themed amusement park. Hell yeah. Now we're coming back around to the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. <laughs> So you get this scene where Crump is like, please, sir, let me make a penguin amusement park. And Kaiba's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Kaiba goes, no, company. it's dragons or nothing. Penguins are stupid. Get out of my office. <laughs> penguins are lame. It's all about dragons. Go away. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is why Crump wants revenge on Kaiba, is Kaiba wouldn't let him build Penguin Land. <laughs> he wouldn't build his penguin themed amusement park he would not let crump change his name to popper so that he could have mr popper's penguins yep so it's uh it's revenge time that's his super villain backstory 
so <laughs> just I can't I'm looking at my notes and I'm reading them and I know that they're in English but it's just it's so strange Crumb so this summons, just raises yeah, this just no, raises the question though why would he want to escape to the real world when he can literally be a penguin in a world made out of numbers doesn't it's Taya his, ask this at some point it's his dream situation I think Taya asked that at one point, like, why go back to the real world when you're literally here surrounded by, as you put it, your penguin brothers and sisters? And he goes, he, he says some bullshit about like, nah, it's fine, but like, it's not the real world. I need the real world again. I need to, to have I supple flesh. I need your supple teen girl body. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Uh, yeah, your mom is so going to be my mom now. <laughs> it's so bad. Then I will be loved. It, the one thing, okay, so the one thing that they cut out of, of the backstory there, I as I was looking up some of the other stuff on the wiki, uh, the other thing about Crump's parents is they fought all the time. And so in that scene where it's him, oh, like, they censored their all parents alone fighting. in the house. Yeah, there was supposed to be the silhouette, like the shadow of his parents having a fight. And then they, they cut that out. Uh, they edited that out of the uh, the dub. That is too dark for four kids TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like that was a smart choice on their on their part. I, I think it's enough to say like <laughs> my parents were never around, and that's why I'm a penguin now. <laughs> like you don't need, you don't need to add more layers to that, right? I'm working through some stuff. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we all go through a penguin phase. It's not a phase. This is who I am. <laughs> this is me now. I'm a penguin. Um, <laughs> listen, b- trapping someone's mind in an evil alternate reality for eternity mm-hmm. is just fine, but having parents argue, that's no good. That's <laughs> too much. <laughs> I do love, though, that Crump has, like, sort of turned this into an opportunity, you know? Like, yeah. you, you could say, all right, fine, this teenage CEO has trapped my body or trapped, removed my soul from my body and trapped me in a digital world for all eternity. And like, yes, I want revenge, but also this kind of allows me to live out my dreams a little bit. Like <laughs> I, I applaud Crump for having that. He's that making vision. the most of his situation. Yeah, that's, that's inspiring. Uh, let's get to the end of this episode though. Crump summons flying penguin, which is kind of just like summoning a version of himself. Uh, and then he plays a card called Penguin Sword. <laughs> penguin Sword. Which is literally just a sword that can be wielded by penguins. <laughs> because, you know, they've got they've got flippers. They need a special sword, apparently. Yeah, you, you can't stab someone with your flippers. Uh, the sword wielding... By the way, searching Google image searching Penguin Sword just brings up a host of really interesting uh, clip art. Of oh. penguins holding swords. Huh. Okay. All right. I was worried you were going to go a different direction there. Um, <laughs> the the uh, crouching penguin uh, hidden sword attacks and destroys fire sorcerer, dealing a bit more damage to Taya, so she's a bit more frozen. We cut back to Yugi in the Tron world, and he runs through the first door, only to find another corridor. But wait, what's that? It's the coin that I threw at the door earlier. We're back in the same corridor. That's the end of the episode. 
bum, 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 to be continued. Of course, there's a part two to all of this. Yeah. We can't have we can't have all of this without a part two. Jimmy, what was the best part of this episode for you? Uh, the best is just finally we get an episode where Taya duels. Yeah. She's just been sidelined so much or people are like dueling on her behalf. So it's nice for her to finally be able to like actually play this card game that she's just kind of been on the sidelines for. It's nice to see. It's nice to see. And Unfortunately, like last... it's... <laughs> well, that's my worst. I'll just say my worst, which is Taya, yeah, sure. Taya finally gets to duel, but it's against some joke character. Yes. Yeah. I, I was going to say, it's it's like our complaint for the last few episodes of like, okay, why is Taya just the damsel in distress? Let's like let her be a competent person like we know she is. And we get yeah. it, but... <laughs> yeah, we finally get to see her duel, but it's against some penguins instead of like an actual villain when will she actually get to duel with actual stakes on the line with like actual enemies instead of weirdos like crump and johnny steps yeah do you remember yeah, johnny I, steps i do i do remember johnny <laughs> steps you named your monster of the week character johnny steps and now yes, I, I can't did. forget about johnny steps yeah, uh sorry. yeah it is johnny it steps. is a little yeah i the th- the thing about it is is i feel like if you were to take the times that taya duels someone and make them their own show, they would be really good. It would be a good show because in the context of Taya, like these are really interesting uh, battles. Mm -hmm. In the context of Yu-Gi-Oh, these are so incredibly minor, right? Yeah, these are like joke side characters that they bring on for a couple episodes as a bit or a joke. It's like Taya's dueling penguins. Whoop, 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 whoop. This is like when they do those, uh, those like mid arc, uh, like bottle episode runs of old Batman villains of like, oh, okay, let's get, let's get an issue or two about Kite Man. What's Kite Man up to these days? (laughs) Calendar Man, except we don't get to see him do anything interesting. Right, right. We'll get back to the, the meat of the show, but first let's have some silliness. Yeah, but but you know, if you were to cut those out and like make them their own separate thing, that would still be a good thing if yeah. if it was just in its own sort of context. But yeah, I do wish this was more important. What was your best? Uh, my my best my best was Crump. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I know he's a joke character, but like the thing that I love about Crump is that he's the epitome of that person who builds a deck around a concept that they just think is cool. Like, are are penguins the best cards in the game? No, of course not. Is there a card that's just a sword that can be wielded by penguins? Yes, there is. <laughs> I'm going to build that deck. Yeah, like, props to Crump for building a deck just because he kind of wants to. Not because it has the best or the strongest monsters, but he just likes the cards and he wants to build a deck out of them. It's like in Magic when you build a deck that's entirely around getting rats to drive cars. Right, uh, right. Or, like, I've told this story on the show before, I was introduced to Magic with a deck that was ninjas wielding rocket launchers. <laughs> yeah, is that the best deck in the world? No. Is no. it a fun deck? Yes. And it's such a fun thing that Crump is, like, the accountant. He's so into numbers and research. Like, Crump probably knows, oh, these are the the 60 cards or whatever that I should pick to, like, have the unbeatable deck. Mm-hmm. But he goes, but I like penguins. <laughs> But he likes penguins, though, and given Taya's skill at dueling, he has, even if he goes in with this, like, 
goofy penguin deck, he can still beat her. Right, exactly. The, chan- the, or, chan- the odds are in his favor. The odds are in his favor, except <laughs> except that Taya is a main character. Except that Taya is a protagonist of the show. He forgot to read the script, is the one bit of research he didn't do. <laughs> he is not genre savvy. Sorry, Crump, exactly. your, your brain is going to be trapped here for eternity. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Crump now. I know he's a creep too. and a weirdo, but like, come on. Aren't we all in our own ways? <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, so okay, so my worst was I do not understand why Yugi was in this episode. There, he had literally no purpose besides, well, no, no purpose whatsoever. No, retract my statement. And, and again, I mean, like we were saying with uh, that that three parter we got up at the at the start of the season, why, like, just have one episode per character. Don't like. We, we don't need this cutting back and forth sort of thing. We can understand, yeah. okay, these are three separate storylines happening simultaneously. Yeah, like, tie them up I, at the end. I, I think you can even just sort of going back to, to thinking about how this is a weekly show. It's for kids. I think you can trust kids to get that, right? Kids like, are smart. Kids are smart. You have you have one brief shot of like, okay, this is when everybody splits up, and now we're following this character. Then you go yeah. back. Okay, here's everybody splitting up, and now we're following this character. If you need to establish that they're all happening at the same time, you can just have Yugi like see hear Taya dueling, or like see right. TV feed or something like that. I, don't I know. think that would be totally fine. Is the thing because now the the problem is is like, okay, yeah, we're gonna get a second episode. And that's going to have some of Taya dueling, but it's also going to have more of Yugi's bullshit. Like, what is he going to accomplish in any of that, that, uh, those shots, right? Like, he's going to open a door. Okay, cool. He's going to step through the door and he's going to find another bullshit plot device, right? Like, it made all these episodes worse by having them having to go back and forth and have all the different things happening in each one. Yeah. It's like eating a, eating a meal like you eat your burger and your fries and your salad but this mm-hmm. the, the way Yu-Gi-Oh approaches episodes is like no we want to have everything at once let's take this burger fries and salad and put them in a blender and, and reduce them to a yeah. semi-autonomous slurry where there's bits and pieces in each one yeah it's like it's, no it, you don't want to eat that no it's it's just yeah, yes, technically all of the elements are still there. That's a really good analogy, Jimmy. Like, it's it's all, you you taste it all, sure. But do you want all those tastes at the same time? No. No. It just waters it down. So, I don't know. That was my worst. Um, Is there anything else that we need to talk about about this episode? Next week we're going to do, se- uh, not season two, uh, we're going to do Freeze Play Part 2. It's a two-parter. We'll get to the close of, of Crump. <laughs> crump's end the crump I'm, pretty sure crump's, I'm pretty, pretty sure we live not too far from crump's end uh let's move on then away from the episode and i'm gonna invite my lovely partner lauren into the studio uh to play a game as she uh, uh prepares herself i want to thank uh the architect the mayor of simi 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 city uh listener simmy who, who sent us an email that i'm actually not i'm not going to read it but i want to mention it and say thank you simmy the reason i'm not reading it is it was specific advice for jimmy and myself 
on how to play the game that we were about to play. <laughs> how to pitch they, our monsters. Simi is wow, to I see episodes. how it is. So Simi helped me last week and is helping and you is giving us now strategy this notes week. Now. So that was that was just for Jimmy and I. Wow. I'm going to keep that private, but I do want to say thank you, Simi, for writing in. Uh, similarly, thank you, listener Thomas, for writing in. I know uh, that Thomas sent in some uh, task suggestions as well. I think Lauren, you've got one already written for this week, but we're going to hear some some more yeah, fan well, submitted I'm, ones. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the the suggestions i have because they're very good and i want to i want to um to save them and to intersperse them with my own not <laughs> as good ones. Okay. don't want to don't want to use up all the good ones in the first few weeks <laughs> okay. okay so now we are going to play a little game that we like to call you activated my podcast season three you go or not season two enter the task dungeon we welcome the high commissioner lauren Back to the studio. Thank you. Hi, Lauren. This week, Hello. as every week, Jimmy, you and I are going to pick two monsters, or one monster each, rather, from our teams of Season 3 Yu-Gi-Oh! Monsters. Uh, I believe I picked first last week. Do you want to pick first this week? I would love to, and the card I'm going to pick this week is Boganian. Boganian. Oh, Boganian. 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 What does it stand for? Boganian. <laughs> Hi, that's I'm a, yeah, that's an Bo-Ganian. office joke. Yeah, that was a deep cut office joke. I'm sorry. Um, Boganian is the little green guy from the cover of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's like oh, a little is. floating eyeball with a green, spiky, almost like linebacker sort of wow. outfit. It's, he has a floating if, eye with two little arms sticking out. He's got a spiky crossbow. It's if Mike Wazowski was into SNL. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what am I saying if? I mean he definitely is. <laughs> um okay, so you have picked Boganyan. Bogan. Uh who sounds like just the worst Dukes of Hazard character. <laughs> oh those Ganyan boys are out again. Bo and Luke Ganyan. <laughs> um, I, hmm, okay. I'm going to pick. There's one that I, there's, okay, there's a card on my team that I really want to pick. And for the listener, again, you can go to the show notes and we've linked to uh, the spreadsheet that we have of all the cards on our team. There's a card that I really want to pick. And I was even thinking about it earlier today, but I also kind of want to save it. I don't know if there's any like logic in that. There's a lot of those that I feel like, oh, what if, what if I need to pull out a good one this week? But like we don't we don't know what's going to happen any week, so it could be your time to shine. Okay, I'm I'm gonna do it then. Wow, you you used Lord of D already last I, week. I did. And now I you're did. Using... Wow. Okay. My card. Interesting strategy. My card this week is Gradius. <laughs> you know, Gradius. <laughs> The ship excellent from, choice. from Gradius. From the video game Gradius. <laughs> really excellent, fantastic choice for what I've got planned. So, we so have, it's a little we eyeball have... dude versus an X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we have picked our monsters. Hi, Commissioner Lauren. What is the task that you have set for us this week? This week, your task is... Sneak back in at 2 a.m. after the party without waking up your parents. Fuck! 
God damn it. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Jimmy, you went first last time. I did. So, like, like you're in high school or whatever, yeah. and you're still living with your parents, and you're going to get grounded if they if you wake them up after going to the party because they told t- you to be home a, at 11. This is a teen comedy, and we're the protagonists. <laughs> I'd like you to play Don't Wake Daddy. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so the first thing that I have to think about is who are Gradius's parents? I have to, <laughs> Gradius's Gradius. I have to assume they're they're Number four, planes. Privet Drive. We're very normal space planes. Thank you very much. For the listener at home who has not heard us talk about Gradius before, yes, this is actually Gradius from the video game Gradius. This is, as Jimmy said, an X-Wing fighter. <laughs> it's a space Literally jet. a spaceship. Um, okay, so, he- <laughs> so, okay, so here's, here's the thing. I think Gradius has to make a water landing. <laughs> Well, okay, no, no, no. Sorry, there's, there's two, there's two options. Does Gradius's home have to be terrestrial? Because in space, no one can hear you sneak back home. I think that's cheating, but it's up to Lauren. <laughs> you can't just say, "Oh, they're in space, so there's no sound, so we can just sneak in perfectly." <laughs> right. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, like, like this is sort of, sort of all role playing game rules apply, right? Like, yeah, you can't just be like. Oh, I pointed him and he's dead because I have death pointing powers. Like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Right. You could play it like so that, for but the that's sake, no fun. But it, for the but sake of this game, assuming that the domicile that these monsters inhabit is like a two-story house in the suburbs. Yeah, like like your house when White you were fence. 16. Sure, sure. So, so yeah. for the sake of argument, can we say that we are trying to sneak back into the Brady family house <laughs> and our parents are Mr. and Mrs. Brady? Sure, yeah. Okay. The great equalizer. <laughs> the Bradius. So <laughs> I was gonna say Gradius Bradius. <laughs> this has gone off the rails so quickly. Just uh, two parents okay. and their son, a literal jet. Here's here's the thing. Gradius knows that Gradius has had a bit too much to drink. The party got a little wild. Gradius was hitting on some some uh, some sleek uh, uh, fighter jets. <laughs> Tipped a 40 uh, into his intake cooler events. <laughs> Somehow they figured out how to play Edward 40 hands with a, with a jet. Edward 40 wings. Edward 40 wings. Thank you. Um, Edward forward cannons. There's something there. Um, Let us know if you get it. And he, Gradius knows. I think, I think they know that if Gradius were to fly themselves home, it would be too loud because the option mm. there would be to blast your jets so hot at first and then cut the engine. Mm. And then you have to make an exact right entry so that you get through the window without ruining the entire house, right? Like you have to assume that the Brady's have installed some sort of intake port for Gradius Bradius. I'm just picturing like, a teen drama, but it's like a quiet suburban neighborhood, and then a tall jet that just comes through at like two a.m. And like I mean, the trash goes flying, the neighbor's cat just like gets blasted out of a tree and goes two hundred yards. I mean, Jimmy, you are describing the plot of Bumblebee. <laughs> oh. Uh, so Gradius knows 
that they can't they can't uh uh sort of no scope this from orbit right and cut the engines <laughs> and get like the exact right angle they have had too much so gradius does they've had that high octane fuel that- tonight <laughs> <laughs> Gradius knows that they have to turn off their targeting computer. And they they do what every teenager always wanted to do, but never had the guts. And Gradius Bradius, I'm here to tell you, has the guts. They skitch on the back of their friend's car. <laughs> Gradius Bradius lowers the landing gear and has a friend tow them home turn a 90 degree corner at the last possible second and Gradius coasts <laughs> up the block to the Bradius household. Like a glider? Like a glider. Just just, no, just uh, uh, like a skateboard, you know? Just just coasting on your landing gear, right? And rolls <laughs> Just silently. leaving these huge gouges in the pavement. <laughs> Sparks flying. <laughs> yes, this is this is a regulation street. There's, We didn't say that Gradius couldn't wake up nearby families <laughs> just so long as gradius can get up the that's driveway that's a good point. into the garage and oh is home. that gradius's bedroom i think that has to be gradius's bedroom because that's the only room in the house large enough for gradius fair but of course gradius does also have to share a bunk <laughs> with the- uh with the plane from uh from uh uh Ga- what's the other one Ga- Gallagher. Gallagher? Yeah, Galaga Brady. Are the Bradyuses uh, also space jets, or are they humans? I uh, know they're they're the Brady bunch. Okay, this is this is Gradius Brady. I'm just saying Bradyus because We're not saying that the the funnier. parents are also jet planes and they've got like earplugs in the cockpit. <laughs> just a couple of jets like stacked on top of a bed. <laughs> uh, no, but they do have the garden gnomes that wave the light up sticks to oh. sort of guide you back into the house. Um. Yeah. So I. Th- I think. I think that's the thing. Is is Gradius has to skitch on the back of a car, a la Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, as a jet. <laughs> All right. Jimmy rebuttal. <laughs> Boganyan. Uh, Boganyan gets an unfair advantage here because, as we can see from his card art, he doesn't have any legs. Neither does he need to use his arms to walk because he's clearly just floating there and is using one of his arms uh, to hold his giant metal crossbow. So Boganian can sneak up and around inside the house, no problem. He'll just be floating a couple feet off the floor. Boganian's problem lies in how the house is constructed because as any teenage movie knows, every house has just like, the squeakiest door hinges. <laughs> <laughs> so Boganyan tries and sneak in the back door. He's going to wake up everyone. Dad's <laughs> Dad Boganyan's going to know he's there. <laughs> pa Ganyan. <laughs> pa Ganyan. <laughs> pa and Ma Ganyan uh, are going to know that Boganyan's sneaking in. So what is Boganyan to do? Here's where his uh, ability comes into help here. Um he has a crossbow. Yes. So, with a tongue on it? No, that's the um, that's the arm of the... It, the crossbow oh. art is a little confusing. It looks like the crossbow has a metal tongue. It does. But that's oh. the, the arm. That's I the can totally see part. that it has a gross tongue. Yeah, it but that's like, like a mouth the, and a tongue. 
That's like the bow part. It's like, I see it now. It's I like somebody it. weaponized Gene Simmons. <laughs> it is. It does have like pointless spikes. I guess that's when you like shoot someone and they're still alive. You can come up and just like melee them with the front of your bow. <laughs> yeah, I, I like feel a bi- like a bayonet. I feel like this is a this is a weapon from like a new video game. Like we've seen Bo mm. Ganyan in a in a triple A AAA game recently. Yeah. Bow Ganyan, like a crossbow. Yep. Yes. That, without the bow, he'd just be Ganyan. Yeah. <laughs> the bow is his claim to fame. And no, here, it's it. going to get him out of a sticky situation. <laughs> uh, because across the street, there's the, the old oak tree, which is uh, home to a bunch of nesting crows. <laughs> oh my god, is he going to shoot the crows? Close. He's going to shoot <laughs> the tree. And so... Once he shoots the tree, it'll wake up all the crows, which will go flapping and cawing and making a huge racket. Uh-huh. Uh, the neighborhood's used to this. They're crows. They know what crows sound like. So what he's going to do is wait until he has to open his front door or his back door, whichever is the least squeaky. And then he's going to shoot the bow into the tree, startle the crows, and ha- use the racket of the crows to cover up the squeak of his door. And he'll slip through undetected. Oh. And at that point, he's home free. He'll just float in and up the staircase mm. and up to his room, and his family will be none the wiser. He'll have made it. I, I had not even considered that strategy of making yeah. other noises. To cover the inevitable squeaky door. Huh. Mm. Yeah. real problem is going to come the next morning when his giant bloodshot eye is going to be noticed <laughs> by his parents. But that's you not... Tell. That's out, that is outside the scope of this question. True. That's really good. I like that a lot. Tyler, do you want to make any clarifying points? I mean, I think... I think just to that final point that Jimmy made, I think the clear advantage that Gradius has is that Gradius doesn't have a, a hangover tell. Mm, Gradius arguably probably can't get a hangover since he's made of metal. Pro- pro- I mean, probably. Yeah, that's probably true. But mm. I, I think Gradius is just like un- unreadable. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Great at poker. Good poker face. Good poker face. Actually terrible at poker because it can't hold any cards. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but no, that's, that's barring, barring the idea that I had initially of like, uh, he's in space. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. I think, I think my plan for Gradius is as good as Gradius is going to get. Jimmy, any closing remarks? Uh, Bogenian's card deck is once per turn during your standby phase, he can inflict 600 damage to your opponent just anytime he wants. That's per oh. turn. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. That's pretty good. Cartex for Gradius. Let me just look it up real quick. It's from Gradius. <laughs> it's yeah, I think I think it's just like, yep, it's that one. Uh okay, so it does say that it is power capsules for variable attack capabilities. I think this I think my strategy would fall under a variable attack capability. <laughs> sure, a grappling hook to to skitch onto the back of cars. That's a variable attack capability. <laughs> I think you're attacking the car. It's a non-lethal attack. I I do want to point out that given Boganian's card text, he would make the shot on the tree 
because it's not may inflict you it's like it's inflict like he doesn't miss the shot he hits that tree would which is during the standby would, phase and would inflict 600, 600 damage, damage. <laughs> yeah would 600 damage kill the oak tree how what's an know. oak tree's hit it's a point? big fucking tree yeah that's true it's been there for ages does an oak tree have more hit points than a Karibo? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Definitely. So then... Have so you then ever no, tried so to attack fine. a tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty difficult, Tyler. <laughs> Are you go... saying both of you have attacked trees? Listen, Tyler... I'm just saying, go punch a tree, and yeah. then go and go to the zoo and punch a... Uh, uh, a wombat and see which one takes more damage. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Minecraft isn't real. You know that, right? It's yeah, important I'm, to me that you know that. <laughs> it is important because the tree is going to do a lot more damage to your fist than you're going to do to the tree. That's yeah, true. Tyler, That's all true. we're trying to say is the trees have natural armor built in. I see. And uh-huh. sometimes they can hit you with a branch and just smack mm-hmm. you and it hurts. Trees have natural hit points. Yeah. It can take the hit. Okay. All right, I'm sure. I'm not. I'm not contesting that. Uh, sure. All right. <clears throat> I've reached a verdict. All right. Um, I'm. I'm gonna give this one to Bogannion. Yeah. For a couple yeah. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know that there's some. Um. There may be some. Uh, controversy here because technically, the strategy with the crows probably woke the parents up. But it's a technicality because it woke the parents up without discovering Boganyan sneaking in. Exactly. And they probably just were like, go back to bed. Sometimes you got to lose a battle to win the war. Yeah. Mainly, I'm going to give it to you, Jimmy, because I feel like you had it. Like, I don't know. I felt like you were like reading out a script. (laughs) (laughs) I can picture it in my mind's eye. There we go. The Boganyan teen comedy. (laughs) Yeah. It was very, uh, very well thought out. It had twists. It had turns. It had a plot. I'm glad very I was well able written. to dazzle you with my <laughs> script writing, <laughs> Lauren. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like you need to run a D and D campaign. <laughs> that Where is we're just... various monsters trying to sneak into our parents' houses. That's exactly it. And it's, it's the same adventure over and over again, but it's just how do different characters sneak back into a house? <laughs> That's going to be our new segment. Just get rid of this. It's just how does this monster sneak into their parents' house? <laughs> I'm glad you like this one. This is a good one. Help me think of a name for, for this new D&D uh, campaign, which I might write, actually. Um, don't wake not, DM. Yeah, that's like don't wake daddy, but funny. <laughs> um... It would be called Sneak uh, Sneak King. (laughs) No, that's that Burger King King. King. (laughs) Sneak King is pretty good. Um, Don't Wake Dragon. (laughs) And your parents are dragons. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) And if you wake them, they'll eat you. That's, I mean, that's how I felt about my parents when i was sneaking back home <laughs> after parties so yeah uh all right well that brings us to the end of you activated my podcast season three Yu-Gi-Oh or not season two enter the task you dungeon the... Yu-Gi-Oh or not season go. two enter the task dungeon thank, thank you. you high commissioner lauren once again 
All right, that Thanks brings us playing. that brings us to the end of the episode. You're you're very welcome for playing. <laughs> Thank you for uh, high commissioning. Um, that brings us to the end of the episode. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail Go to our website heartofthe.cards, uh, or visit us on Twitter or Instagram at yampod. Uh, Twitter is where we'll post updates for all the episodes. Um, Jimmy, is there anything I'm I'm forgetting? I don't think so. Okay, well, next week we're going to be doing uh, Freeze Play Part 2. We'll, we'll round out the, the Crumpiverse. <laughs> More and, penguins. And uh, <laughs> we'll keep going from there. Until next time. My partners and I no longer have our own bodies. That's why I've taken the form of a giant virtual penguin and come here to live with my penguin brothers and sisters.